Eric Penn, the WBA Asia Heavyweight Champion, and you're listening to the All-Pro Jaffos. Let's go. Hell, North Carolina just loves shitting on Coach K and all of his hopes and dreams. Uh, we get to see a national title between North Carolina and Kansas with congratulations to South Carolina. Pat McAfee has an absolute eventful day at WrestleMania. And the Lakers are dead. And the Kings break his or make history. Welcome, everybody. And uh, oh, and I forgot to mention we have a special guest, 730, Rakeem Toons, former safety for the San Jose State Spartans, uh, part of the 2006 New Mexico uh, Bowl Championship team, uh, the one with James Jones that same year was when the whack was actually tough and had Boise State at number five. Colt Brennan and the Hawaii team there uh, as well. We get to talk to him at 7.30, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the show, All Pro Joppos, another episode, a Pernita Bros Productions podcast where we bring you the highly elevated sports talk for the highly elevated sports fan. I am your host, JP, and alongside me, as always, the most incredible, best DJ in the entire world, Mr. DJ Madsticks. What's up? What's up? And late as fucking usual, and we'll probably get him in probably during the time we're starting to talk to Rock. Uh, uh, you'll hopefully we'll see Country K in this episode. But before we get to talking to Rock, uh, like I said, North Carolina just loves shitting on Coach K. This was Coach K's last year um, coaching. Uh, his final home game spoiled by North Carolina. And final four gets to the final four with Duke, loses to North Carolina. And now North Carolina is currently at this point with three minutes to go in the first half. North Carolina is leading the Kansas Jayhawks 34 to 22. Uh, so in Coach K's last year, North Carolina not only beats them twice in one year, but wins the national championship. Duke fans are going to be puking themselves all night. <laughs> it is going to be absolute hell. And and quite honestly, if I was Coach K, if that if that rivalry runs as deep as you say it does, fuck that. I'm not going out like that. I'm not going out. I don't even give a damn that I lost. But the fact that they won the national title, no. Nah. I'm coming back one more year. I can stand yeah. one more year. That's fine. There, There's no way, especially when you have a deep-rooted hatred for that long for one team. Mm -hmm. um, you cannot go out losing to your rivals twice mm -hmm. in your last home game in the final four of the tournament, which, by the way, that was the first time they had ever played each other in the tournament's history. 
which considering all this time is un- kind of unbelievable if you really think about it. Just the odds that this was the first time that they ever played each other, let alone in the final four to get to the national championship game. Uh, it, it was just, I, I know for Coach K, it had to be a very sickening feeling uh, to go through all that. I'll speak of the devil, uh, ladies and gentlemen. The 610 beast from the southeast, Mr. Country K. We were just talking about how North Carolina really does hate Coach K. Um, not only sending him, not only sending him out on his ass twice throughout the year, they're beating Kansas right now on their way to possibly winning a national title. I was just telling Mad Sticks, if I'm Coach K, if that rivalry runs as deep as they say it does, there's no way I go out my last year that way. I come back for one more year. Oh yeah, no, no, no. Deuces, let it go. That's it. That's all you got. <laughs> no. Is you gonna I come back and lose more. again? Then you just yeah, he gonna get maxed out. Oh, I mean, <laughs> I, again, I think for him, as long as it's not North Carolina winning the national title on his last year, I think that's how the whole point of the whole thing. I don't think he gives a shit who wins the national title, whether it's Duke or somebody else, just as long as it's not North Carolina who, by the way, is going in as the number eight seed into this game. Shout out to North Carolina for having a black head coach. I don't know if it's Coach Huber's first year, but I know he ain't been third year. there that I believe it's his third year they mentioned. Okay, yeah, he ain't been there that long. Yeah, it was that other coach, coach Roy Williams. He'd been there forever for the longest time. Royal Williams, boy, he, oh, Jesus. He How many did. national titles he won with them? Roy? Oh, no. It was at three, right? I can't call it. All the only thing I can remember right now is Roy with that pale blue tie and them glasses hitting that dance <laughs> in the locker room. <laughs> Throwing the shoulders, getting low, and everything. <laughs> Bro, that's gonna be the that's gonna be the meme of the day. If North Carolina wins this, <laughs> Roy Williams walking into Coach K's retirement party. <laughs> I'd be like, oh shit, that would be terrible. That's what I'm saying, dude. There's no way. I mean, hey, again, if North Carolina wins it, hey, good for them. Yeah, because, again, that nobody thought they were going to make it. That's for sure. Nobody did. But, hey, nobody thought that they were going to beat Coach K and Duke at Duke uh, in the last home game. But that happened. Nobody thought that they were going to beat them in the Final Four. I did. That happened. I actually did on both of those last two. I knew they was going to beat him his last home game, and I knew they was going to beat him again <laughs> because I called that shit. I kept telling Yo, I called this chip. I called this chip. I said that North Carolina and Kansas is going to the chip. <laughs> hey, I just never said Did you do that on the show? No way you did that on the show. Bro, I'm almost certain I did. 
we're gonna have to i'm gonna have to go and look back because there's no way you called that on the show that it would be kansas and north carolina you might have called that off air or something like that but there's no way you called that on on because if you did call that on the air why the fuck are we not taking your ass to Vegas at this point? I don't know. That's just your ass. I don't know what you're doing. <laughs> I keep trying to tell you. You're going to come back next show looking just like this. <laughs> sick. Sick. Oh, he's mm, sick. Motherfucker. <laughs> hey, oh, I'm going to be like this. I'm going to let you know right now. Ah, <laughs> <get up. laughs> hey, shout out to the uh, South Carolina women's basketball team, too. Going in and just dominating UConn. Dominating UConn for their uh, second national title. Uh, And in school's history, and I believe it's under the same coach, correct? Yeah, she Um, was a player. She was a player when they won it the first time. No. Bruh. Because she coached both of them. It says she's 2-0 as a coach. Oh, then there you go. I thought she was a player when they won that first one. Because I know she was nice as fuck. Oh, girl, that's the South Carolina coach. She was nice as fuck when she played. Yeah, you talking about uh, Don Staley? Yeah. Uh, she was yeah. nice as a motherfucker. Yeah, 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 I thought yeah. she won that motherfucker. Yeah. Now, she won. Oh, she won nice the title, fuck. yeah. She nice just like her first year coaching. Bro, they first year coaching, they beat Charleston like 170. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bro, they told them girls out. Oh, yeah, Don Don Staley two and zero. Yeah, in the national. Th- oh yeah, that that. What would you say it was? A hundred and something to three, mm-hmm. or something? it was crazy. Oh. It was like oh. it was for sure seventy plus. It was seventy plus point differential for sure. Oh, it was more than that. I mean, like I just gave eighty it ninety. Oh, I just gave it that because that's a <laughs> give them a scale. You know what I'm saying? You don't see too many games go seventy plus. They were all uh, that women's team or the one that just won the national title right now. They were fourteen and zero against ranked opponents this year too. That ain't surprised. Oh girl, you all saw old girl uh, Ayanna Brown. What she said on the interview? Mm-mm. Uh-uh. She was like, uh, "Ain't that's her name? Am I saying her first name right?" Ayanna Brown, somebody uh, actually give, the year. Give she us if we're butchering it. But she feel free to was like. Yeah, I saw the shit like once. And I heard a name like once. You know what I'm saying? I ain't really watched too much uh sports this uh no college basketball this year, men's or women. So I'm not even gonna make it seem like it's just because of women basketball. I ain't watched too much shit this year. I ain't even know Miami made the damn tourney. <laughs> like that's a, that's how fucked off I was. I looked, I was like, Miami? Miami, Miami talking their ass out. I was saying Miami made a little bit of a run this year. Yeah, then they we ran out into, of the first weekend. They ran into Billy Badass, but no, Ayanna Brown was basically <laughs> like, uh, shit. Hey, I uh, know she was like, <laughs> last, year, last year they had pictures up of me crying, uh, us crying and stuff when we lost. She was like, said, go ahead and take a picture now. I'm smiling. She was like, I'm smiling now. Like, you know what I'm saying? Hit her with the Tom one time. Oh, I put Tom in the back. It's <laughs> all Kansas betters at halftime. Got Ben Affleck sitting in here looking out there in the towel at the beach. <laughs> Just looking out in the distance. Oh, God damn. What the hell am I doing here? 
Hey, Chuck has to stop making guarantees and calling games, bro. And if you're a better out there and you hear Charles Barkley make a bet or guarantee or any type of pick to to win, uh, you you do the exact opposite. Um, he said he said at the beginning of this game, he said he thought Kansas was going to win and it wasn't even going to be close. Oh yeah, no, that's 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 what he was. Hey, I could have rocked. Carolina's dominating at halftime right now. Yeah, Kansas has been playing well this year. If he would have just said Kansas, I could have rocked with him. Like, okay, that's a good pick. When he said when they ain't gonna be close, you lost your mind. <laughs> <laughs> you watched the UNC game because I haven't. I just see the point scores, and I'm like, these boys be whooping somebody's anus. So I don't think it, they was just gonna give it up like that. Hey, whatever it is, I'm just saying, like, North Carolina was definitely not supposed to be here. And what? so they are ranked number eight. When was the last time a ranked eight team won the national title? Well, I mean, in the bracket. I think they were um, ranked eight in the bracket. Um, eight. Or is that the overall rank? Damn, the last time a number eight seed won the national title was Villanova back in 1985. Shout out to the Wildcats. When the Wildcats won the first ever tournament that featured 64 teams. Hold on, what? They won yep. the first ever Villanova, Villanova at number eight in 1985. They won that national title when it when they uh, updated it to 64 total teams. All right, now I need you to do something. Let's see how impressive this is. Go to 1964 and see what their record was. 1964? Yeah, the year before. 84. Well, 84, whichever. 1984. They had 53 schools at that time. So they jumped from 53 to 64, 11 teams. No, I meant Villanova. How did they finish? Oh, how did they? Oh, Villanova. Uh, let's see. Mm. Um. Why the hell doesn't it say what seed they were? It's pissing me off. Hold on. Did they win the national title? The U- Hold on. 
Oh no, okay. Georgetown won it in 1984. But yeah. In eighty in eighty four oh, when the when eighty four, the... isn't that Patrick Ewing squad? Yeah, I think so, yeah. Oh good. I think so. Or no. That might be afterwards because wasn't Ewing in there? Ju- no, yeah, you're right. 84, 85, that would be Patrick Ewing. Yeah, because he, he was... Because Jordan came into the league, what, 88? And he played against Patrick Ewing. That might have been just before Patrick Ewing got there. Hold on. Not necessarily. Patrick could have been a freshman, one eighty four. They could have got drafted the same year. You just got to find out when Patrick Ewing was drafted. I kind of nips that in the book. Villanova was a seven seed in 84. So Villanova was seven seed in 84. The eight seed in 85 in the year that they extended it by 11 teams. And that was the last time a number eight seed ever won the national title. So North Carolina is literally looking at some history right here. Not only are they joining that 85 Villanova team, but they are also winning the national title on Coach K's last year. And <laughs> That that that's some storybook shit. Like it really is. Like that's absolutely ridiculous. Forty to twenty-five at halftime, bro. I think Charles Barkley got it right. You know, it wasn't gonna be close. You just got the teams wrong. I mean this kid, uh what was it the God damn it, what's his last name? Hennick? The the only white boy on North Carolina's team. The one with the long hair and the beard. Oh, no, I haven't been watching any of the uh, college basketball, really. I'm just watching. I'm trying to get his last name right here, but that dude's balling out. And he got fucking elbowed at the top of the head and got put on his ass early in the game. One thing North Carolina gets, they get some tough-ass white boys. They they get that right. Like that's remember Ty- Tyler Hansborough back in the day? Psycho T? What you know about Psycho T? Bro, Tyler Hansborough was the craziest. He was the nicest. Bro, he was nice as fucking college, bro. He was nice in college. He went to the very league. underrated player in college, to be honest with you, in my opinion. Bro, <laughs> nice as fuck, bro. That that him versus Blake Griffin was a great fucking battle. That shit, that 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 chip was crazy. That chip was crazy. That's just. <laughs> just forty to twenty-five though. Good God. Mm-hmm. I mean, South Carolina women didn't they win by like ten plus points? 
I mean, they beat UConn's ass. I mean, Coach G probably was hurt over there, looking all sick. <laughs> that man was over there looking all sick. Sixty-four to forty-nine, bro. Yeah, you said ten plus. That was an ass whooping. He was over there looking <laughs> terrible. <laughs> he needed a fucking oxygen mask after that. <laughs> Is my math right? Is that 25 points? Is my math okay? Or is that 20 points? What is that? It's 25, right? 15? What was the, what was the score? Gotta be 15, maybe. Gotta be 15. See, I'm bad at math. I've always been bad at math. Can you just save the score? Hold on. Yeah, 15. All right, now I'm confirmed. All right, we're good. 15 points, 10 plus. I was right the first time. I should have just went with my gut and said, fuck it, I'll go with 10 plus and not say a word. Should have done that. Didn't. Showed. uh... Yeah. Okay. Shout out to Texas. Fuck you. You are an asshole. <laughs> Check it in. Keep checking in since you're doing a roll call. <laughs> the university and the state. Oh, shit. That's fucking hilarious. Oh, well, ladies and gentlemen, before we move on to the conversation, uh, with Mr. Toombs, a.k.a. Uh, Rock, you guys already know, this episode brought to you by Ray's Energy. You guys are another best energy drink on the planet. Go to repsports.com, R-E-P-P-Sports.com, and use the promo code ALPHARAYS to get 15% off of your order. Demand more. Join the Ray's Rebellion. Thank you, Rays, for being with us since day one. You guys already know. Go and enjoy that race. Now, ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, oh, man, this has been a long time coming. Um, I'm surprised, and, and Kay pointed it out to me, I'm surprised I didn't do this earlier. Ladies and gentlemen, we have former San Jose State DB, Arena football, my brother-in-law, <laughs> one of the more humble DBs that uh, that I've ever met, because most DBs that I know talk probably the most smack ever out of all the teammates that you would have on team. But unfortunately, one of the flaws is a Chicago Bears fan. That's the only thing that's wrong with them. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the show, Raheem Toons. What's up, Rock? How you doing? Man, I'm good. How you doing? Good man, it's been a been a little while. How's the family? How's everything been doing? Oh, they good. Kids growing up fast, spending all my money. Spending. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, is, is uh, uh, London over there eating up the the fridge yet? By the way, uh, nephew uh, London, ladies and gentlemen, he's like ten years old, but he's only two. Uh, he's the size of a ten year old, I should say, and he's only like two three years old. 
Um, yeah, either going to be the next Shaq or the next Megatron, one of the two. Um, <laughs> but either or is good for me. <laughs> hey, <laughs> Rock. It uh, it has been a little bit since I've last seen you. It has been a little bit since I last really talked to you and stuff like that too. But again, this was a long time coming because. We have been talking to a whole lot of people, at least from San Jose State's perspective and everything like that. And for some reason, it dawned into my head going, wait a minute. Rock played for State. He was on the 2006 squad. Why don't we just talk to him and get some stories? So now I had to talk. I'm glad that you agreed to do it. I appreciate it. And if you ever want to come in and talk ball and talk a little smack, whatever, all you want to during the football season, you know, make yourself feel a little bit better about your bears. You can always come back on. <laughs> but um, <laughs> um, hey, trust hold me, on. I can't it, I can't let this go on. It's, two or it's three. worse in person. It's, it's worse. It, it's Yo, worse in person. Gonna, trust me. I'm not gonna lie to you, bro. I'm gonna go ahead and let you know. Shout out to you for your team and all that. <laughs> But don't let this man keep slamming you about your bears, bro. Me and Matt have been over here seething. Like, I, I've been seeing this face. You've been seeing my face. This man before the year went over there with you. He was over there. He fully committed you to You saw the bears. post, Rock. You saw it. I was going because I want to feel it. I was going for it. I know. Stop slamming this Thanks man about on. the bears, bro. Stop hey, doing it. I can't allow it. It, it, it's all good. His team been there twice and, and couldn't get the job done. So that, that hurts more. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> <laughs> so like Rock, all the guests and stuff like that that we bring on to the show, we try to get, you know, um, everyone who listens and watches more of the stories of who it is we talk to. And um, one of the things that we like to know is how you got the start, like how do, where did the love for football come? Was that your original thing? Um, how old were you when you started? Like all the way up to state, like how how was it when it came to football? Uh, I started when I was four, and uh, I had a well, I have an older brother. He's four years older than me. So when I was four, he was eight. So I was always being around him, playing water boy, ball boy, just actively around the game. So my love for the game kind of grew from watching him play. And then watching him and his friends play, and you know, it kind of kind of grew on me, and I wanted to do the same thing. So I started when I was four. I uh, played Pop Warner up until high school. Um, high school was pretty good. Um, made the All Star team in high school, but didn't get any, like any major recognition. Mm. So I went the JC route, which I feel is better than going straight D one, if you ask me, because you're more ready when you leave JC to play. Mm -hmm. Out of high school, you got to kind of get the work ethic, kind of fill around, unless you're a beast. But <laughs> that, that's, I mean, that, that's always else. a rare number of people, right? Right. So I went the JC route, played two years at LA Harbor. Um, I did pretty good there. First year, we won a bowl game. I was ranked in the state for corner. Then I got recruited by San Jose State, and was that I'm the was that the first choice? No. <laughs> what What was the first choice other than State? Come on, like what was, other than going to San Jose State? What was the other choices? My number one choice was Nebraska and Marshall. Mm. 
But um, those kind of fell through on some recruiting flaws. I don't even know where San Jose State was, to be honest with you. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> when you they came to don't even know the school where you were going to feel. Okay. Your team no. basically changed the fucking program, but okay, yeah, no. we. I don't even know where the school is. That's great. Honestly, I had no idea because I'm from L.A. I've never been outside of L.A., so I'm thinking San Jose, San Diego State. You know, it's kind of like USC, UCLA, right? You got to be close. Hmm. Uh, no. I was wrong. <laughs> <laughs> one's way a whole, north, a whole one's eight way hours outside. difference. <laughs> exactly. So I took so, my recruiting trip up to yeah. San Jose State and – I mean, what kind of made me want to sign there was Coach Nash. He was a uh, he okay. recruited me. He I guess he was a uh, the running backs coach at San Jose State, but he was the SoCal LA recruiting guy. Mm-hmm. So when he recruited me, it was more like a like another father type role because he just like showed me so much love, picked me up for private workouts, and then I met um, one of my favorite coaches. Uh, What the heck is that? I forgot his freaking name already. <laughs> I forgot his name. But he came to recruit me too, so I kind of fell in love with it after that. Then after my recruiting trip, they showed me a lot of love up there. The area was nice. So I kind of, you know, say I just stay there, stay local, stay in Cali. So that was, you were there in 05? That was your first year? Uh, my first or was year. It 06? 04 was my first year. Oh four, okay. Yeah. So your senior year was the oh six year. Yeah, correct. My God. And so, ladies and gentlemen, if you guys don't know, two thousand and six was before it was really the Mountain West. It was the Western Athletic Conference. It was the WAC, it was the WAC conference. Yeah. <laughs> there had been a lot of there had been a lot of crap talking about. Obviously, you know the name itself, the WAC conference, nobody really took the conference seriously or whatever. But this 2006 conference, this this year, had the number five Boise State team that went on to beat Oklahoma in the, in the, Tosti, in the Fiesta Bowl with the Statue of Liberty play. And it was also the year that Colt Brennan threw for 58 touchdowns. Rest in peace, Colt Brennan. Oh, yeah. And also San Jose State, basically getting themselves back out of a hump for a while going to win the New Mexico, New Mexico bowl. Right. So this whole, this whole year, if you really go and look back, this was one of, I mean, when you compare it to places like sec and stuff like that, obviously, but the conference was tough, you know? So that year, or let's, I, Let's go from 04 to 05, what built up into that year. When you go into your senior year, was there anything in really your sophomore, junior year that you really kind of looked at it and went, we're about to turn something around? Because your senior year, that's Dick Tomey's second year. So he was there your junior year. Right. Uh, I think it was, so, it, was, it was Dick Tomey's presence. Like when he got hmm. there, he kind of he shifted the program. It kind of went from the mentality of being just another team in a whack to actually trying to be the team in the whack. Hmm. Um, 
I think his attitude and the way he coached, the way he took on the players, like he really cared about them. He showed it. He talked. He spoke about it. Um, that just kind of gave us momentum, and it just kind of made us motivated to play for him more. Mm-hmm. And I kind of feel like my like the teams before I got to San Jose State. They probably they probably had better talent than my senior year, but I just mm. feel like that Dick Tony coaching era was the difference. They it brought up a different camaraderie. Exactly. it was like a different feel to it, and exactly. and and that's where it's you know especially kids that we talked to you know coming out of high school JUCO and everything else like that or physically that we've been able to talk to. It's not always about the talent that you have on your team. It's about whether or not that team can gel. And you don't right. necessarily need to have all the talent in the world, but if you guys can gel together, you can accomplish, you know, crazy things. Exactly. So you have, you know, Dick Tony now, James Jones is on the team. What was it like going up against him in practice? <laughs> <laughs> How th- that it must was... have been a pain in the ass. I mean, obviously it made you better because he's one of the better wide receivers, but what was that going like in practice every day? It was it was definitely a challenge. He, he's one of those guys to where his speed is like deceptive because he doesn't look like he can be that fast, but when he turns it on, he's actually fast. Um, he can jump out the gym, so any jump ball was <laughs> – if you didn't get a hand on him or wherever it took, he was going to out-jump you. And he was super strong, so. But uh, there was a few other guys, too that made a big difference. We had guys that ran 4-2, guys who had routes out of this world. Um, Just Coach Dove taught a lot of our guys, so they were they were good. They were, It was a legit core. Um, like I said, it's just – I believe y'all were – say again, Kay? Shout out to Coach Dove. For sure, oh, yeah. shout out Coach Dove. Yeah, a major shout out. Because just again, that that team, it 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 definitely did show, especially with Tommy there, because that was, and and that's one thing that we were kind of looking at the team today, because you know we really kind of started covering them and talking with them and everything else like that uh, last year. We've been talking to Coach Zoe, uh Coach Alonzo Carter you know, been talking with him and keeping in touch and stuff like that for a little over a year now. And we been start. I mean, yeah, they just had the undefeated year uh, two years ago in the conference and stuff like that. But then you start to kind of really see the changes. Like when you have a, a coaching staff that actually cares, when you have, you know, all of the, the team actually gelling together, what actually can be accomplished. And it's very similar, you know, to that time. Yeah, so talk talk about that 06 year. What was the toughest team? What was the toughest team that you guys played out of? I mean, obviously Boise State and Hawaii were there, but who were the more underrated teams that gave you guys fits? Um <laughs> well, Nevada, obviously. Um, they they beat us. That was an unexpected loss that we took. We did not expect to lose to Nevada. Um so, yeah, they were up there, one of the tough teams. Stanford was, of course, tough, even though we came out with W versus Stanford. Um, 
they were a tough team. But other than that, it was just those teams. Uh, Fresno State was always a rivalry game, so that game was tough, uh, physical. But yeah, I guess the, those core teams, man, it was those the games you had to get ready for. Those were the games you had to like. You had to bring it. You didn't want to lose those games to Boise. You didn't want to lose to Fresno. It was close. Stanford was close. So yeah, those games just kind of gave you more of an edge to want to go out there and win. And your relate and your relationship with Coach Tommy, you know, rest in peace to him as well. How would you say? your relationship with him was because it does seem universally that he it, he wasn't just a coach. It was one of those guys that you can actually connect with. Like, what was your relationship with him like? Um, at first, it was kind of, it was like firm. I didn't understand where he was trying to go with the program because he seemed like he was like real firm. But after a few private meetings with him, he kind of broke it down to me and, you know, explained to me what he wanted, what he expected. And he helped me. Like, he helped me develop, like, mentally. Like, physically, I always thought, you know, I can do whatever physically. But mentally, it wasn't always on point. Um, so he kind of broke it down for me mentally. And he helped me out mentally, like, prepare myself for actually playing college football. Like, mm -hmm. far as classroom-wise, workout-wise, and then practice football-wise. So him just showing concern, being considerate, showing that, like, that love, like that, you know, like, give you a hug whenever something's going bad type feel. Like, that was, like, more motivation. Like, I felt closer to him because, like, a bond was created. Mm. It was um, him and then Coach Burns, like, my two favorite coaches. Like, like, those two of my guys. Like, those two guys, like, without them being there, I don't think I would have like survived. That's not what they said. Mm. Like those two coaches okay. alone were like, I'm like they meshed so well together and then they created bonds with the players. It wasn't just mm. a coach and a player. It was, you can go talk to them whenever you wanted to. The door was always open. Um, life outside of football. They coach NFL, they coach college at a high level, so they knew a lot of knowledge about that. So it was easy to go talk to those guys, express yourself, and they wasn't going to bullshit you. They was going to mm. give you it straight to the point whether you like it or not. Hey, I mean, sometimes sometimes the stern mentality, being able to told you know be told something and take that coaching, hey, but it's also him being able to get through what was yeah. was the actual point, and so. Yeah, that that's awesome to hear again because it, hearing that coaches actually care is the is a good part because when you actually you know, see it in the long haul, not all coaches are like that. You know, not all no. coaches have that same type of care, the same type of connection. You know, right. as others do. Um, Lawrence Fan, you know, another you know person that we just we met him uh last year for the first time he gave us our you know our media credentials basically our first ones uh for the game against fresno state this uh last year on thanksgiving um noticed you had put what was he like in 
that was more like the uh, younger uh, younger times at that. But what do you say, 500, 800 games or something like that? Yeah. What, what was he like? <laughs> Probably was like like an encyclopedia for San Jose State. Like <laughs> he he knew Whatever. everything. He knew everything. He knew everybody. He knew about everybody. Like my first day there, like my first day meeting him, he knew my name, like where I came from, all my stats. So I was like, damn, like who's this guy? <laughs> but, <laughs> but every time I mean, you saw him, he was smiling. Like he was always smiling, always happy, um, willing to talk to you about eating and everything, motivated you. So he he was he was one of those guys. You definitely got a sense by talking to him because we got to me and Kay were at that game and we got to talk to him um, for a good period of time. I got to talk to him for about a good like good 20, 30 minutes, just kind of getting where he was coming from because he's the main you know media guy there. So I wanted to pick his brain as much as I could, right. you know, given the circumstances of why we were there. But he was very, very calm. It wasn't, you know, it, it was. He was very easy to talk to, yeah. and the and information he, he that he was giving you was very easy to process. Yeah, yeah, you, exactly. you definitely tell that he was a guy who loved who loved his job and was very well respected by his peers, by everybody oh, yeah. that walked into that room. You know, yeah, <laughs> it was just you know, hey, what's up, fan? What's up, Mister Fan? Yeah. What's up, Lawrence? What's up? it's just the guy. Yeah. Uh, the guy was special, and we do thank him um, for giving us a shot, and it's that day opened up a lot for us. So, uh, you know, again, we, we really do appreciate um, Lawrence fan, you know, for helping us out up until this point. Um, But back into the, into the 06 season, New Mexico bowl. Uh, What were the thoughts going into that? And did Tommy have any real like words for you guys of, you know, that typical pregame or halftime speech that got you guys all riled up. Was there anything <laughs> that was really said or going into that game? I mean, he, he knew none of us had played in a bowl game before. Mm-hmm. So he knew that this was like a, like a major goal for us. So he <laughs> tried to keep us calm, tried to keep us, you know, on track, tried to keep us motivated for the game because – we're getting gifts. We have we're in the bowl game. It's in the national TV right mm-hmm. before Christmas. Everybody's excited. But nobody knows like to the extent, like the level of this game. Mm. So Tommy tried to like, you know, he helped us calm our nerves. <clears throat> yeah, he helped us stay motivated for the game pretty much because we were we were just out there getting just another game for us, but it was bigger than that. It was the bowl mm-hmm. game. It's put our team on the map, our school on the map. Haven't been to a bowl game since what ninety two. Up so to that was, point, yeah. <laughs> so it it was bigger than us, and he just made it realize like you know what this game is bigger than us. This is for the program and for the the upcoming Spartans. Um, and from there on, and just kind of set a a footprint that is slowly rooting into what we're kind of seeing right now. And it's actually after all these years of being in San Jose state and kind of watching what's been going on. Cause again, it, again, people, it was not always pretty. 
it was <laughs> it was not it, always good <laughs> it, it definitely me. wasn't <laughs> you know so uh so seeing that and that what it's become and you know the groundwork and everything for that it, it's been pretty cool to see uh to see the growth um of that program how did you get into arena because it wasn't it wasn't um, the afl it was the ifl right with the, yeah, with the it was, it was that Wolves? year that the arena league was i don't want to say that they folded that one year i don't know they're having issues with the afl that year so they didn't have a team mm. so that's when i forgot the owner's name but he was like you know i'm gonna jump in create a team and a few of my friends had tried out so they told me to come try out so i was like screw it so i went and tried out i was gonna say after college how long did it take you to get was it right out of college or how long did it really kind of take you to get back into it about two and a half years okay about about two and a half years and then my boys because i came down i came back to la and I was mm-hmm. coaching high school football at Palos Verdes High School. So then a few of my boys like, hey, they got a ring team up here now. No, all mm-hmm. right. So they told me to come try out. I went, went pretty good. And then that's how I started playing arena. The first year was in San Jose. And then they moved to Stockton the second year. Mm. I was going to say, I was like, were they called the Bay Area Wolves or were they what? I it forgot was, uh, what the. It was the San Jose Wolves and then the Stockton Wolves. That's okay. So then, yeah, that was the time where the, the Sabercats as an organization folded for a little while. Right. They had their little hiatus for like four or five years before they ended up coming back. Um, right. Rock, again, I appreciate you for being on with us, but I do have to. How the hell, being from LA, do you being in basically in California most of you like through college through everything how in the hell did you become a Chicago Bears fan how is that possible it it was the first team that I played on in Pop Warner it was uh Ah. it was the Hawthorne Bears so everything my mom bought was Bears so I just Mm. stuck with it I mean, it was, right, pretty, well, it, was a, it was a pretty good choice. <laughs> I, I, no, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it had some moments, but I mean, it, it hasn't always. Again, one of those other things. It hasn't always been great. You guys, you guys had a, a Cutler for a long time that was a uh, pretty nice. Um, yeah. <laughs> good, good old Devin Jay Hester coming. was the best thing that happened to Chicago since the '85 Bears. I'm sorry. I'm sorry uh, that had to happen to you. I mean, they still had Matt Forte. Oh. They had the number one defense in the league. Not anymore. All that you gave up just to give Khalil to L.A.? Come on, man. Hey, man, he costs too much. Well, yeah, he's one of the better <laughs> pass rushers in the league. Hey, man. It's, it's, it costs like y'all a lot a, to get him, of course. It's like in the daily, they always got an engine problem. I mean, he... <laughs> Yeah, okay. No, that's also it, fair. It, it <laughs> looks nice in the driveway, but it's not going nowhere. Mm-hmm. So you got to okay. get your money back <laughs> or try to get something back. <laughs> you think you think Fields is the answer for you guys? No. 
See, I wanted him in San Francisco, and now that you tell me that he's not even there in Chicago, is it the coaching or is it him? Nagy wasn't great. That's why I was like, it's whoever whoever their talent scout is. uh, They're not really good at picking like good guys for the team. Like I'm watching right now, the off season, and they're not signing anybody. Everybody's leaving. Nobody's coming in. Y'all are, I mean, it could be that point in time where maybe you, I mean, you said yourself, if you don't think Fields is the guy, there's a couple of QBs and stuff coming in next year's draft. They really need to focus on, but if you think about it, they don't have any weapons for Fields. They don't have a legit number one receiver. Robinson just left. Robinson's gone. So the number one wideout is what, Mooney? So, tough <laughs> and now that Aaron, yeah super <laughs> and now that Aaron I mean, Rodgers doesn't have any weapons it, it could be interesting in that division Rodgers though he don't have Devontae he, he don't have Scantling yeah but who do you the, got the Lions are terrible Kirk Cousins no. winning that division. I'll Who's say, who? I'll say Kirk Cousins is winning that division. He's gonna oh, say wow. the Vikings. <laughs> no, I'm oh. saying specifically Kirk Cousins because I know it makes Bears fans sick to their stomach. Look, look at him. He right. Look, look at him. <laughs> the sheer thought of it. <laughs> The sheer you know, thought was, of Kirk Cousins winning the division. He's physically it crazy sick. That it, could, it, it could happen, dude. That's the crazy part. <laughs> if they stay healthy, if – if Oh, man, it's possible. It, they might be enough. one quarterback away from actually being legit, too. They're receiving quarters dope as well. I was, I was sick of my Stafford win one. Quarterback away. Look, I understand this. You said you love Justin Fields, right, Josh? You wanted him in San Francisco. I, I did. I you honestly your thought talent him. scouting is terrible. So that means it, he's ass. it's awful. He's ass. I'll say it. So you try to be politically correct. I'll say it for him. I'll be that guy. What's what's Michael Keenan key fucking shit? He's the interpreter, the anger interpreter. He's ass. Yeah. This guy's <laughs> ass. <laughs> Uh, and you wanted him, uh, so your 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 talent scouting must be a little uh, awry, my guy. I mean, I would have rather had him over. Again, we we're not getting into that conversation. We've had that too many times on this damn show. Point, we know the reasons why. Point. I've admitted my team's bullshit. I get it. I know. <laughs> I got that. I, I just understand. want you to say it out loud. So look, my point of saying all of that is, Tom Brady winning number eight. <laughs> Yeah. He's Kay's a Bucks fan if you haven't <laughs> he's the one who's a Tampa uh, fan and not conveniently because Brady's there no he's been there for I, 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 I think, the, I think the Bills gonna win I'm gonna give it to the Bills man. Bills this year I'm gonna give it to the Bills this man went to the AFC version of Kyle Shanahan I'm giving it to the Bills they were now that they have Von Miller, yeah, yeah that's uh, 
Yeah. Von Miller might have a ring with three different teams. Two he, of them he might back be the to first back. guy. I know who's not getting the rings, Aaron Rodgers. No. no. If he's playing the 49ers, he's not. Yeah, that's that, for sure. that makes me happy. It really don't matter who he's playing. That's play. all you Aaron Rodgers to choke. Aaron Rodgers to fail. <laughs> but doesn't that make you feel worse, though? Being a division rival, wouldn't that make you feel worse that knowing that you guys are getting owned by Aaron Rodgers every single year just to know that he's getting one and done? That was that was like an asshole move by him. I mean, he, 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 he tried to own the Bears. <laughs> so you, you I mean, have the right to say that, and they allowed it to happen. That's like Tom Brady going to go uh, own the Patriots. Well, they're not, they're not going to in, in hindsight, he might. <laughs> He might be the whole reason. I, I mean, statistically, though, what's Aaron Rodgers' record against the Bears? I no, know it sounds no. like I'm burying your team right now because I am. Yeah. But I'm just... <laughs> hey, you know what? Uh, I think the last, the last time we played the Niners, didn't the Bears beat the Niners last time they played? You might have to look back on that. I don't know for sure. You, you very well could be correct, but that might have been a little while. No, last time we played the the Bears, they made a whole thing about it because Jimmy's from Chicago. You know, it what? wasn't you, this think, year, but it was a. I think you guys did more field goals. Yeah, we won because Robbie Gould was also Robbie, a curse in y'all sign. He, don't he, don't he, leave it up to Robbie Gould to beat the Bears because he'll do it every time. Every time. <laughs> That's crazy. Uh, thank you for that, by the way. That's we crazy. needed a kicker. That's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> That's Rock, crazy. again, man, I, I appreciate well, the hell out of you coming. Who's it, looking at it now? Are you watching national title right now? Yeah. Watching? It's 48, I, I'm, I'm, bit, I'm bittersweet. Now. I don't, I hope the lights go out and nobody wins this game. <laughs> <laughs> we, we 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 were talking about it going how i guess almost poetic justice it would be for north carolina to knock out coach k and win the national title in his last year like that would be the biggest f you to coach k. It, it just sounded like the perfect ending if you're a north carolina fan oh for sure for sure. If you're a North Carolina fan right now, you are um, one. You're nervous because Kansas just came back. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's what I used to say. You know, after the half, you were feeling good. Right now, you're not feeling so good. Uh, yeah, but that would be a hell of an ending. I was tell I was telling them if North Carolina wins, then Coach K might not have to come back another year just to make sure that they're not the ones who end it. You know, but if Kansas I, ends up coming back and winning this thing, then I think he might come back anyways. Think so? I think so. I don't. I don't think he wants to. I don't think he wants to leave like that. Yeah, that's. Ooh, yeah, that was a, a a pretty bad way. Not only in your in, in your home court, last home game of your career, where you, he literally told his entire home crowd to shut up and listen. 
for a second and yeah. they all went quiet to losing in the final four to them that, that yeah he might need to stay another year otherwise coach k might be gone of a heart attack sometime soon he just can't take yeah. it I, I think he should it. come back one more year. Come back one year, give another shot, and then retire. Just don't lose North Carolina. I mean, that's the only thing, his only goal. He doesn't even care if he goes one in that's, however much, as long as he beats North Carolina. That's it. That's his national title next year. <laughs> Again, Rock, bro, I appreciate you. Uh, for coming on and accepting the invite. You know, like I said before, always welcome to come on and uh, uh, talk a little ball or whatever it is you want to talk about. Uh, love you. Love the family. Tell everyone I said hello. Um, when you guys come back into town or we're down there in Arizona or something like that, we'll have to connect and hang out or something like that. Oh, yeah, of course. Well, I'll see, see everybody. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, once again, Rakeem Tunes number 28, and it fits because this episode is 128, fits with the jersey number. Just realized oh, that today. <laughs> I was like, Oh, yeah, how that turned out. That's beautiful. I love how I love how things work out on this show sometimes. I gotta come out there <laughs> and sign that helmet. Yeah, you do, right here next to James or somewhere right over here. I don't know, wherever it is, you gotta put your name on this helmet. Oh, yeah, you got I'm it. trying to have that shit filled and put it in a case. I ain't selling that. That's staying with me. You know, that, that's a whole – I'll tell you that story a whole nother time, but that, that story was pretty <laughs> fucking wild on how that happened. So, <laughs> but, all right, Rock. I appreciate you, bro. Love you. We'll talk to you later. All right, man. Love you too, Josh. Appreciate it. All right, K-Man. All right, you guys. See y'all. See you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Rakeem Tunes, my brother-in-law, my uh, my sister Linda's husband at this point. When I first, first met the guy, um, I knew he had already played on the team and stuff like that. One, because I was at a lot of those games in 06, um, especially the Hawaii game with Colt Brennan and everything else like that. We, you know, I was at a lot of those games. Um, so the more I've got to, you know, really talk to him and, you know, kind of get to know who he is as a person and everything, uh, the dude is, is humble as hell. One of a kind human being, uh, my niece and nephew, you know, just awesome kids. Uh, you know, he deals with my sister. Yeah. Linda, I'm talking to you. He deals with her. So, you know, that's a big plus <laughs> you know, for me. But uh, he's a good guy, uh, great family guy. Everything that he does is for um, his wife and the little ones. And um, as a brother from, you know, Linda's, that's all I could really ask for, somebody to make her happy and do right by her, and that's what he does every day. So hell of a father, hell of a husband, hell of a human being. Appreciate you, Rock. Uh, we'll talk to you again uh, sometime in the near future, for sure. It needs to happen. Um, cause we've told all of our guests, uh, once you're here, you're part of the Jaffo family and that's just how it is. And, uh, speaking of Jaffo family, that was brought to you by Gunner Sports. 
You guys already know the partnership we have with Leslie Jackson and Gunner Sports, uh, the creators of the Bay Area Cali Classic and the Gunner Sports uh, Football Academy. Parents, if you want your kids to get better and learn the game of football in the best way possible, this is the place you want to be. You want to be with Gunner Sports. If you want to have the best coaches, if you want to have you know best time, basically, where your kids are actually going to not just learn and become better athletes, but they're also going to become better people. Coaches, you need to get your uh, kids out there. You want to make your school uh, look good by putting all-stars out there, nominating them to uh, the Bay Area Cali Classic. It's the best high school all-star game in all of California. That thing is growing and booming, and you're going to be a want a part of, or you're going to want to be a part of it. Once again, Gunner Sports, Leslie Jackson, get a hold of them. Love them, appreciate them uh, being with us uh, for a little while now. Uh, so, what else do we have here? Real quick. Um, have you guys seen on social media at all Pat McAfee's WrestleMania moment? Mm, I don't know whether it was WrestleMania, but I know he jumped out the turnbuckle on somebody. Yeah, Mad Six, you're muted. But he uh, – so basically what had happened, at uh, one point he was in the ring <laughs> – so here's the f- kind of fucked up part about it. He had a match with one of the wrestlers, Austin Theory, and he won the match. You know, he had a moment where he was on the top turnbuckle, did a backflip, landed on his feet, and then ran back and one-hopped it to the very top rope to do a superplex. That was pretty freaking awesome. I'd seen him do that before in NXT. Um, but then after winning that, getting his ass beat by 76-year-old Vince McMahon, uh, it was a good look, but then it turned into kind of a bad look. It meant punters cannot beat 76-year-old men. Uh, then he also took a stunner by Stone Cold, which right now, if you haven't seen it by this point, <laughs> the dude literally took a stunner, rolled to the outside, and as he was passed, or quote-unquote, like passed out from taking the stunner, he was chugging another beer um, that I, I think I can show it to you guys right here. Cause this was just a gem. He absolutely knowingly made himself a meme. If you can. Yeah. Just feeding himself another one memes everywhere. No, uh, when tapping out is not an option. Uh, that's <laughs> put out a while ago for that one. Um, but I mean, WrestleMania all in itself was um, pretty interesting. Uh, I know Mad Six hasn't seen night two yet. Yeah. He's seen night one, but not night two. Um, I don't know. I don't even know. Kay, have you seen any of WrestleMania? This year? Yeah, it was last night. It tells me no. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't seen night one, two, or three. I ain't seen none of them. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't seen none of them. 
planning. No Technically, it was three nights because Friday had the Hall of Fame and then night right. one on Saturday. And then night two. I was trying to go back and forth um, on Saturday between the um, the Duke and the North Carolina game. Um, I was trying to go back and forth between the final four. Um Saturday, I mean, yeah, Saturday had good matches and stuff like that, but I felt like the final four was kind of one of those, especially given the circumstances. I was like, I kind of have to see this. <clears throat> but, um, you know, again, if you get a chance to, okay, <laughs> you might find some of it entertaining, you know, to be honest. But that's up for you to decide. But uh, what have you thought about at least the first night, Matt Six? The first night was pretty cool. Uh, some of my highlights was that uh, like, uh, what's her name, Bianca? Uh, oh, Bianca Belair. Yeah, Bianca Belair. Yeah. yeah, that match was pretty good. She is so fucking good. Yeah, yeah that match dude, Bianca Belair is so fucking good. Yeah. I had put a tweet. I was like, bro, she's the. She's the female Shawn Michaels. Like, when it comes to WrestleMania and putting on a show, putting on a match, she's at that level. Yeah. Like, she's that good. Uh, I mean, then, uh, her finisher, too. Yeah. <laughs> Cody Rhodes and uh, fucking uh, Seth Rollins. Seth Rollins. <laughs> that yeah. one was pretty good. And then, of course, you know, Stone Cold, the return to Austin 316. <laughs> Had a no holds barred match. Which is crazy. He still looked the same, though. He don't look like he aged at all, really. Like when you look at him, like he just he looked like Stone Cold. The way he threw his punches, or (laughs) the way he looked, because the way he had to have him beers because he was tired. He needed to catch a breath. (laughs) Okay, if you are at all a fan of Stone Cold Steve Austin. You need to go watch this match because it was literally every every few moves or whatever. Stone Cold was asking for a beer and he was chugging one. <laughs> this dude was basically having a WrestleMania or a WrestleMania no holds barred match while drunk as shit. <laughs> as only Stone Cold Steve Austin it was whipping his ass. <laughs> so I need to refuel. Give me another beer. <laughs> that shit was good just like because i like that was like my favorite era like watching the stone cold era that shit yeah. Was, uh, yeah so it was so, cool. yeah those that was that was the era that got me into it honestly yeah that 96 97 attitude era all through that that was when really a, got me uh, when they had a cartoon there was a cartoon ww had a cartoon with all the wrestlers that's when they still had like tino santana Jake the Snake, there was a cartoon that came on Saturday mornings. WWE. I didn't even know that. Made a giant, yeah, they had everybody in that cartoon. You know? <laughs> Shit. Damn, I didn't even know. Damn, that's crazy. I didn't even know that. I've been watching wrestling like a long time. Like back, like Junkyard Dog. Like I remember like all of the, you in know. The 80s and stuff like that? Yeah. Like WrestleMania 1, all that shit? I remember seeing WrestleMania 1, yep, at my friend's house. Oh, damn. So you saw it when, like, Undertaker first got there. Yeah, now, yeah, I've been watching wrestling for years, yeah. <laughs> it wasn't until, like, late that I really stopped watching it because the shit just got dumb. But, like... <laughs> <laughs> I mean... <being laughs> like, storylines just yes, got yeah. dumb, but, like, 
once really like once like you know like uh like triple h and it like kind of like that ended like their prime and all okay. those guys kind of when yeah. i stopped like watching it yeah how like, crazy is it to see somebody that you kind of grew up watching you know somebody like the undertaker you saw the debut and now you see the hall of fame induction it's crazy it was like just to see him like and he was always like you know i've always wanted to like see his entrance he was always just this unique like character or like wrestling <laughs> you know uh so Best character of all time it's like to see him come and to see him go and you know i don't think we've seen the last of them so we never do yeah. Let's be real. You may be inducted into the WWE Hall of Fame, but that doesn't mean your fucking career is over. Yeah. <laughs> you could have a match on Raw the very fucking next night. <laughs> Just mm-hmm. it, it, it's not because with these wrestlers, that's that's all they do. That's all they know. Yeah, yeah. You know, throughout their whole life and everything else, like any chance to be able to kind of get in the ring and get a you know get a pop from the crowd or something, they live off that shit. That's oh, fucking yeah. adrenaline to them. Mm-hmm. You know, so yeah. It, even in his Hall of Fame speech, Undertaker's like, "Never say never." I'm like, "Oh yeah, he's definitely coming back for another one." Mm-hmm. You know, whoever the hell it's against is definitely not Triple H because he's done. He yeah. physically and medically cannot perform. And motherfucker's got a pacemaker in his heart. Like, no, mm-hmm. you're not getting in the ring <laughs> and, and and fighting a, a a full half hour match. No, you're not doing that. So, but, I mean. <laughs> this wrestlemania i was just kind of like i i don't know how you feel about it i'm not a real big fan of the two nights uh like, yeah it was like, kind of like long and i wasn't sure like if it was like i didn't realize the first night was gonna be as long as it was and i was like damn I was like it's kind of long i'm like it's like damn near eight you hours literally have, yeah. yeah you literally have a whole weekend mm-hmm. of, and 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 Saturday, think about it. Think about it this way: Saturday was the biggest wrestling day because not only did you have the first night of WrestleMania, you also had the NXT pay per view, which ran almost three hours, which started at noon. So you had you had the NXT stand and deliver that happened at noon to I think about two thirty or so people got out of that and then from there went straight to fucking AT&T stadium mm-hmm. yeah to go to go see wrestlemania night one so you look at that that's what the, the, the six seven almost eight hours of professional wrestling mm-hmm. in one day and then sunday get hit with four and a half fucking hours <laughs> almost five hour show on sunday a lot of wrestling to be watching. I, I mean, I, I I don't understand why each show needs to be four or five hours long. Yeah. Not all of these storylines have people's attention. There were a lot of matches, at least in the first. I'm not going to tell you about the second night. I want you to see mm-hmm. that for yourself. Um, the first night, you know, there might have been a couple matches. Real didn't really need to be there. Yeah, just didn't really have that same type of aura or attention 
mm-hmm. as one like you know Bianca Belair and Becky Lynch and all that other kind of stuff. Yeah. Um. But it it, it just hold what on. Let me, let me Ronda Rousey what... uh, Charlotte Flair match. <laughs> Can I be honest with you on that one? <laughs> it could have been skipped. <laughs> that match sucked. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I, I I was. Not a fan. Um, oh, fucking low. Say what? Ronda can't fake wrestle either. <laughs> you know she got me. Bro, bro, oh, they try to God. have her. They try to have her do like a boxing combination, and I'm like, why would you have her try and display skills that she never had in the first place? She was never a boxer that was never her thing so why would you try to make and her and they have those you know those little preview packages where they show each wrestler and then they put them together and they oh here's the main event they're like looking at each other she her fake punches or whatever it is that she throws in her little preview thing i'm like oh my god i can't even take it seriously i i just can't do it anymore the Logan Paul and the Miz uh, versus the Mysterios. Oh uh, yeah, that shit was dumb. Yeah, that I mean that could have, yeah, that could have been. Was. That didn't have to be there. I mean, did Logan Paul show some athlete? He's a fucking athlete. We get he can. He's an athlete. We understand that. Yeah, it's just there was no. And then for the Miz to turn on him at the end of the match. I was just, what the fuck was the point of this? There was like no point of this at all. Uh, let's see, what else? Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. We can't breathe past this. You said the Mysterios with an S. Yeah, the sun, the sun wrestles too. Dominic. Oh yeah, Do- Dominic Mysterio. You remember the little kid back in the day? They were fighting him. Uh, Ray Mysterio and Eddie were fighting over the paperwork of Dominic. That Holy kid. Holy fucking yeah. shit! Yeah. It was yeah, he, tag team. And- oh, boy. <laughs> Holy shit! Yeah. <laughs> he grew up and they're wrestling together now. Oh god. Not coming over, but that's dope. <laughs> the the Usos with Boogs and Nakamura. That didn't need to be there. I mean, Boogs got his fucking McIntyre versus Corbin. That didn't need to be there. I mean, let's see what else. Them introducing Gable Stevenson, the gold medalist. Yes, I don't remember. I think I might have missed that part. I probably dozed off on that part. <laughs> he's a two-time he's a two-time NCAA national champion, and he's a gold medalist, mm-hmm. like a U.S. Olympic gold medalist. You know, so and they they in wrestling. Um, like basically, like Kurt Angle was. Like yeah. one of the gold gold medal in the Olympics, yeah. Yeah, I think he's won the Olympics, yeah. Yeah, you know, to, so bring back the Kurt Angle type. That that's exactly what they're doing. The Cody Rhodes with Seth Rollins, you can keep that. Obviously, that was a big moment. 
Yeah, that uh, been out like six years. Charlotte and Ronda. He no. Okay, hold on. Let me let's be very clear. Cody Rhodes has he hasn't been in WWE for six years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's been wrestling. He's been in other. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He 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 helped start AEW. Yeah, that that's what he was doing. That's what when the commentators were making it seem like he hadn't been doing shit, like he had been sitting on his ass for six years. I was like, hold on, this dude started a whole nother company. The company that you guys are currently at, quote unquote, war with. <laughs> and you're just gonna make it seem like, oh, nope, that didn't happen. Like, no, he wasn't gone for, he was gone from WWE for six years, but that's it. Stone, Stone Cold, Kevin Owens, keep that. Ronda Rousey, Charlotte Flair, you can, you can, you can X that. Hall of Fame inductees, obviously you got to do that. Uh, Cody and Rollins, keep. Bianca Belair and Becky, keep. Stephanie McMahon doesn't need to be introducing anybody. Logan Paul and The Miz, get rid of that. McIntyre and Corbin, get rid of that. Really, you only needed to keep like Maybe four or five matches <laughs> in the first night. <laughs> you did not need, you know, eight, nine, you know, matches in the first night. You didn't. You, you just didn't need because none of them had really any relevance to them. You know, so it's just kind of like that's why if you take four or five out of that and then you take out of night two, the you know, probably four matches that you could have taken out of that. You put it all into one show. You have like a four. You probably have about a four and a half hour, five hour show all in one day. But I mean, if you're going to be doing that anyway, you might as well because that two nights, that's just one. That's all about the money at that point. You know, you're just capitalizing on that. But I mean, it is what it is. Uh, But ladies and gentlemen, also, we have a new partner. Got to get a, a give a shout out to Groundbreaking Enterprises, who are with us as a partner now. Groundbreaking Enterprises is a premier real estate company ready to buy your house as is. Have you ever considered selling? Call Groundbreaking Enterprises at 510-646-7891 and get your no obligation offer now. That's 510-646-7891. Sell your home with groundbreaking enterprises. Appreciate you guys for that partnership and everything with that. That's going to be nice. Joplo family is expanding. Love every single bit of it. Um, also, Mountain Mike's is another uh, partner of the show. Uh, you guys already know with them, uh, they will be the official host of the Jaffa watch parties whenever we go out either Super Bowl or whatever it is type events that we want to kind of go out and be with the general public or whatever. Uh, That's the place that we go to. Mountain Mike's, what started as a single pizza restaurant with a casual family-friendly atmosphere has since grown into a leading pizza brand with over 40 years in business. Mountain Mike's pizza is now more than 200 restaurants across California, Oregon, Nevada, and Utah 
from the very beginning, we aim to provide the highest quality pizza using the freshest and finest ingredients available 40 years later. And the mission hasn't changed. Mountain Mike's Pizza, pizza the way it ought to be. That's the pizza places you guys should be going to. Um, what else is there? Is there anything else to talk about before we head out? Oh, yes. Lakers are dead. Um, they're done. Official. It's done and over with. Sell the team. Do whatever it is you have to fucking do. Uh, Lakers are dead. They're done. Uh, the Kings. Uh, the Kings made a historic 16th straight year without making the playoffs. Damn. Hey. The more I learn about the Sacramento Kings, I mean, it's just kind of one of those, they are those lovable losers. It's like, come on, you guys could do it. Come on. Yeah, you know, them. Forever. Fuck them. They traded DeMarcus Cousins and had, uh, during the All-Star game, they didn't tell them. Fuck them. I'm with that it. That's also true. Fuck them. They 16 <laughs> years, that sounded about right. Fuck them. <laughs> it's like I'm done. You, I was like, nope, nope, nope. Uh, right now, let's see. It is two fifty left in the second half. It is sixty-five, sixty-five. Oh man, not sixty-five, sixty-eight. Oh, sixty-five. Yeah, I was gonna say sixty-five, sixty-eight. Now sixty-seven, sixty-eight. Right now, oh, six, seven, six. Oh shit, I forget. I'm a little behind your ass. Remember, I'm, <laughs> I'm with the black box. You know, my shit's delayed. Oh, man. Who do we, who are we looking at right here? We're still thinking North Carolina? It's got to be, right? Kansas is going to win this shit. That's got to be how the story ends. North Carolina's got to be the one to do it. No. no shoot the fucking air balls. You ain't going to win. <laughs> Air ball. Bro, you do not want to shoot an air ball with less than two minutes in the fucking national championship game. Oh, North Carolina. They up one. Timeout. Manic. Like manic depressive. That guy. Four five. We're in the four five. Man, I gotta tell these young people, man, put these motherfucking guns down, man. All this killing is just fucking senseless as hell. Like there is no yeah. reason like six people should have lost their lives this weekend over some some bullshit because you own some just some fuck shit. Like what they, happened? Did you, have you heard anything about what, what's happened with it? Videos I've seen, like, there was a fight going on, but I don't think the shooting was related to the fight that was going on. I think it was just, like, they caught the, they caught the dude who did it. They caught at least one of they them. They finally caught him? They caught at least one of them. They think there's more than one. They think it's more than one shooter. So they caught one. He's uh, 26 years old. So, yeah, they caught one today, but I think there's uh, more. people dead, 10 injured yesterday. Uh, 18 injured. Morning. 18 injured. 18. Oh, God. For what? For nothing. Why? 
because somebody had a fucking disagreement. Oh, Lord forbid somebody doesn't agree with your fucking opinion. Or you got to pull out a goddamn pistol. So you can't even go out no more and just have fun. Damn, that shit bro. is nerve wracking. Right next to the arena and everything like that. Yeah. That's where everybody's at. Mm-hmm. And they had like a concert. They got out the night. So Tyler, the creator, had a concert. There was another uh, alley and uh, somebody else, another pop group was over at the Crest Theater. They got caught in the crossfire. They tour bus got caught in it. Um, and then, like, you know, it's 2 o'clock, so all the, cl- all the bars are getting out, all the clubs getting out, restaurants closing, everything. That's right. So, you know, everybody's out. Uh, just, again, like I, when they said we're going to try and go back to normal, we didn't mean that type of normal. Yeah. We didn't have to go back to fucking killing each other on a mass scale for no apparent reason other than a disagreement or my feelings got hurt. Like, bro, innocent people are dying for fucking nothing. Mm-hmm. And the age range is so it, it was like from 21 to 56. Yeah, they noticed it was like 57. Oh, shit. Yeah. Sorry, but. Yeah, that feels hella hard. <laughs> yeah, number five went down. He's holding his leg. Mm-hmm. Damn, can't I was gonna say Kansas ain't even gonna give him a courtesy timeout? What kind of shit is that? That's fucked up. They're like you fake it, get back in there. Yeah, like from twenty-one to fifty-six was the age range. Oof, that's a bad ankle sprain. Oh, yeah, that hurt. Um, but yeah, dude, that, that, it's just as soon as I found out when you put um safe from the shooting, I'm like, what the fuck <laughs> happened here in Sacramento? Yeah, and then I, I looked it up. I'm like, I was, at that time, it said six dead, ten injured. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? You know, I have been listening to uh. uh D'Lo and KC on the ESPN, the 1300 here in Sacramento. And their whole first hour, like, people were calling in and, um, you know, talking about, like, how, you know, crazy. Th- most of – and another one kind of made me actually think about you, Mad Sticks. I guess one of them, he said he's a musician and stuff like that. They that That's the area, you know, mostly where a lot of – musicians and you know bands and all that that's where they go to do their gigs mm-hmm. you know in that area and then i guess he said he had a he had a kid who went to the con who actually went to the tyler creator concert the night before yeah now it was the same night oh that, i mean yeah you know, just you know just missed the crossfire or whatever it was happened like you know that shit's crazy and and what made it seem a little a, a little bit more like, wow, this really does seem like this doesn't happen, at, at least in Sacramento on a on a mass scale, I should say. Mm-hmm. Like you know, you know, multiple people, you know, yeah. six, seven plus people dying at the same time. Fucking hundred rounds were shot. Uh, yeah, you know that that type of stuff. Like, apparent that doesn't happen in Sacramento. Mm-hmm. You know, so for everyone to kind of have the same level and opinion of like, you know, wow, 
you know, how could something like this really happen in our community and stuff like that? And I'm just like, unfortunately it's, it sounds the same as everywhere else. Like nobody expects something like this to happen. And then it does, mm-hmm. you know, and then people, you know, start living in fear. They can't, you know, go out and have fun anymore. They can't, you know, because, you know, one guy called in and said, you know, you can't go out and flip flops or be comfortable anymore. You have to be like always ready and on the move mm-hmm. just in case something pops off. Like that's a horrible way to live. That's not freedom. That's like fucking that's living in fear, you know, but then you, you just have these people who don't fucking think another person said, you know, Oh, you know, you kind of blaming it. Oh, this, this generation doesn't, you know, really value life anymore. And I'm like, I wouldn't blame it on a whole generation. I would blame it on the people who were doing it. Like, let's, again, let's not generalize an entire generation here for the stupidity of a few. Let, let, let's not go that far. But the whole thing in itself, it's just, it, it, this shit has to stop. Like, I, I don't know what needs to happen. I'm kind of sick of saying thoughts and prayers because that saying has kind of gotten diluted over the years, considering how much this shit happens. You know, it doesn't really mean anything because nothing happens. If so, I mean, I don't know, man. Uh, it, it, it's crazy, but we'll see. We'll see what ends up happening. I mean, I don't think really much is. They, you said they found one guy. Yeah, yeah, arrested one guy today, twenty six. I think there's more. You know, more arrests are gonna be following, so I'm not sure how many total, but yeah. innocent people caught in a crossfire. One of the ladies was getting off of work, the hospital that's right there. You know, so. Uh, it, again, it's senseless. There's no reason for it. You know, we can have arguments without, you know, having to escalate to that level. Mm-hmm. It doesn't need to escalate to that level. They're really, at that point, you're kind of looking to do something stupid. Yeah. You know, so, I mean, again, my heart goes out to the families, you know, and to the victims and everything else like that. It truly does. But I I just don't want to say thoughts and prayers because at this point in time, when it comes to mass shootings, nobody wants to hear those words Mm -hmm. because those words have never amounted to shit because nothing action wise has happened and has gotten done. So, I mean... Until something changes, I'm just really not going to use that saying. Just my heart does go out to them. If they're, I really want to see organizations step up. I really want to see, you know, either rallies or some sort of uh, candlelight, something for the community to come together and take action for this type of shit. You know, whatever it may be, I don't have the answer for it. You know, I just know something needs to be done because, you know, innocent people dying for no fucking reason at all other than a disagreement and a dumbass fight. You know, 
it, it doesn't need to happen. Yeah. Doesn't. It, it, it's stupid and senseless. Um, anyways, uh, update on the game. Kansas is up 72-69 with three seconds left in the game. It is North Carolina ball. They need a three to tie the game. That's really at least what I'm looking at right now. I know Mad Six is a little bit ahead. Yeah, no, they need a three to tie it. Still a timeout, boy. That kid from Kansas stepping out of bounds, that was a dumbass play. They added another second? God damn, yep. Four, three. Oh, that's plenty of time. That's plenty of time to get a playoff. You got to make that shit. (laughs) Gene Steratore, you're an NFL ref. What the hell are you doing commenting on this? Actually, no. Gene Steratore, no, he did do basketball games and stuff like that, too, in his off-season time. He admitted doing that. Okay, never mind. I take that back. I take that back. Gene Steratore, you're cool. You do your thing. Yeah, you got I'd be well versed in the ref, bro. You got no all this support. If you're going to give some true. real money, give him some real money. Can North Carolina tie the game? What do you think? Can they do it? Nope. They didn't do it, huh? It's over, huh? No, it's still timeout. Oh. Like a long ass timeout. If something happens that's crazy, don't say anything. I want to see it. <laughs> I'm not going to delay because you delay. <laughs> <laughs> we want you to sit on pause. Hell no. <laughs> I was going to say pause it real quick. Pause it. <laughs> real cable. <laughs> Last week we were watching, me and Caleb were watching Formula One. He, he paused his for a couple of seconds so I can catch up. So he'd be Hey, that's sweet. That's sweet. That's just funny. That's some Philly shit. Hey, we thought uh, Formula One, really uh, speaking well. of Formula One, uh, got two airball. It's over. Kansas won. Uh, airballed? Yep. Damn. He ended on an airball. White boy fell. Kansas came back and won that shit. They were down by 16 at one point. Damn. The Kansas Jayhawks are your national champions. All right, yeah, Coach K can retire now. He's happy. I think I deserve a fucking medal award or something for this shit. I need to go back in the the uh, into the archives of the episodes to confirm. Um, let me find another. Let me find another. Let me find another expression for Justin. One more. Justin. Okay. Yeah, you can go. Go. Fucking. Kiss my ass. Okay. We're done here. All right. Let's. Let's jump. You guys already know. Yeah. That's exactly. That's beautiful cue to get that done. Uh, <laughs> you know, on the social medias, you guys know where to find us. 
uh, at the Jappos AP on Twitter, YouTube at Pernetta Bros Productions, as well as on Facebook, Pernetta Bros Productions, and then Joppo Sports on Instagram. Um, follow myself uh, individually on Twitter at PVP Founder CEO Country K eight three or eight six three. Right, Country K eight six three, DJ Mad six fifty one fifty. You guys already know. Appreciate Rays, groundbreaking enterprises, Gunner Sports, uh, uh, Mountain Mike's Pizza, uh, everyone who sits and and watches and listens to our bullshit every single time that we put in uh, an episode. Rock. Uh, Raheem Toons, uh, DB for San Jose State, uh, back in the 2006 New Mexico Bowl, uh, champion days with James Jones and Dick Tomey, you know, legends of, of San Jose State. Um, appreciate Rock for being on with us. And again, we need to get him to sign this bad boy, uh, behind me so we can get that encased and put somewhere in the final productions of the studio so uh once again we'll appreciate you guys for hanging out with us uh we doing wednesday we all good wednesday yep yep wednesday good yep wednesday it is at 7 p.m you guys know where to find us youtube facebook instagram twitter everywhere you guys already know myself jp dj mad six country k See you guys on Wednesday. Deuces. Fucking slid by. <laughs> Aloha. <laughs>